Hello, everyone. My name is David Smith, and this is the Armchair Commentary. On this week's episode, I'm taking you back to 1989. A young Michael Jordan is looking to launch his Chicago Bulls into playoff history, maybe win a championship, but first, he's got to get through the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right, we're taking a look at The Shot. This is your first time visiting this podcast. I appreciate you for stopping by. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share the podcast with your friends, rate it five stars on Spotify or Apple Music. I appreciate it always. Don't forget to follow me on social media at ArmchairCommon2 on Twitter, at ArmchairCommentary on Instagram. And you can usually find me uh, hanging around one of those two spots if you have an event or a team, or an iconic moment that you would like me to take a look at, drop me a line on the socials. You can also find me on the ColorCast at at ArmchairHost. Without further ado, it's time to get into it. Welcome to The Shot, launching a dynasty from the free throw line. There have been plenty of iconic moments on the hard court over the past years. The Cavs coming back on the Warriors, the game winner to sink the Sixers from Kawhi Leonard, about a million shots from Magic, Bird, Kareem, Kobe, and Shaq. But there is only one called THE shot. And of course it involves no other than Michael Jordan. The icon who turned basketball global, and yes, he absolutely helped to do that. The man, the myth, the legend, MJ. And on this week's episode, I'm going to take you back to the series and ultimately ultimately the moment simply known as the shot. The year was 1989, and in that season, the Bull finished with a 47-35 record. They were the sixth seed in the East. They were going against a Cleveland Cavaliers team that had finished as the third seed in the East, and of course, you can do the math, three is better than six. This Cavs team was far superior than the Bulls. The Bulls had kind of waffled a little bit, a couple of off-season changes, some things that went awry, but the Bulls had made the playoffs with Jordan. And he was absolutely hoping this would finally be the time he broke through to the finals. Maybe even bring a championship to the Bulls. But first things first, he'd have to get his team past these pesky Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, game one went exactly as planned. The Bulls got 31 points out of their young phenom. And despite best efforts from Craig Elo and Brad Doherty, the Bulls pulled ahead 1-0. A perfect start. To a series for Chicago. Game two, on the other hand, was a different story. Despite 30 points from Jordan, the Bulls fell to the Cavaliers thanks to a standout performance from one-time All-Star guard Ron Harper, who managed to put up a stellar 31 points, 11 rebounds in the victory. With the series tied, the Bulls needed to regroup. This can't end the same way the last few playoff runs had. Now, Game 3 comes along, and Jordan took that personally, if you've watched The Last Dance. He absolutely dusted Cleveland. A 44-point, 11-assist game, and a resounding 
101-94 victory meant two huge things. One, Jordan wasn't going to let the Bulls fail, or at least he was going to try his best to make sure they didn't. This means the Bulls had a 2-1 series lead, ready to move on to the winner, go face the uh, Knicks or the 76ers. With Game 4 upon us, the Bulls were hoping to capitalize on a little bit of momentum. But hold on. These Cleveland Cavaliers were not ready to go home. Brad Big Dookie Darty, and yes, I absolutely needed to get the nickname Big Dookie in here, hit a game-tying free throw. Four seconds left. Back and forth game to tie this thing up. Force overtime. Now, Game 4 was absolutely winnable by Chicago. The Cavaliers were not the three seed for nothing, however. Mark Price and Larry Nance were rolling. Big Dookie had 17 rebounds. The Bulls couldn't get it done, and once again, the pressure was mounting. With the series tied, it all came down to Game 5. Now, in Game 4, Jordan put up 50 points, and the Bulls still couldn't get it done. 50 sounds like whatever today, you know, with Steph and LeBron putting 40-plus up on our semi-regular basis, but 50 in 1989 was a whoa moment. They lost that OT thriller 108-105, and they were out for revenge. Too often in the past, the Bulls were able to get to the playoffs, but were not able to move on. This year was starting to feel like every other year. Now, the game didn't start well for Jordan. He was shooting poorly, and the team was struggling. On the Cavalier side, it wasn't all rainbows either, as Mark Price and Craig Elo were both dealing with nagging injuries. The first quarter of Game 5 ends, and it's Cleveland ahead 28-4. In fact, Jordan would only go on to shoot 5 of 13 in the first half. He managed to keep the Bulls competitive, it's still not what you're looking for from your phenom superstar franchise-saving icon. Then again, they didn't know that's who it was at that Now the second half, well, this is when we got down to business. I wasn't going to let the Cavs' stalwart defense shut them down. Jordan wasn't going to let this game slip away. The second half was dominated by Jordan, who absolutely blew up. This was countered by Cleveland's own megastar. Okay, I'm kidding, it's not a megastar, but Craig Elo, the replacement the Cavs signed a few years ago when Price was sidelined, he was having his own big quarter. He put up 15 of his team leading 24 in the fourth quarter. This brings us down to a moment in time, a snapshot. Something that we don't get to experience all that often. And when you do experience, you don't necessarily know what it is. With six seconds left, Jordan just hit a huge go-ahead bucket. He's feeling vindicated, given how he choked away, I'm using air quotes, the game four close. His killer instinct was on display. Six seconds stood between him and the New York Knicks. But then there was Craig Elo, who wasn't ready to give up. On a beautiful give-and-go inbound play, Elo, on his sprained ankle, drove the basket, 
managed to get the layup in. That's right, Cavs lead 100 to 91. So is this it? Have the Chicago writers who have been dogging MJ for weeks and weeks, so months even, have they been right all along? Was this on coaching? Was this on management? Was it on Jordan? Was it time for things to get blown up and fixed? We're just very young into this team, into this build. Three seconds left, and Greg is ready to become a Cleveland legend for whatever. The man could drink wherever he wanted for free. Three seconds, that's all that stood in his way. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the Bulls had an opportunity to inbound the ball, make one last shot, try to win the series. Basically, it all came down to this. And unfortunately, I can't play the audio, but let me read you the play-by-play from announcer Jim Durham. The inbound pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. The shot on Elo. Good! Bulls win! It's not a great call, I understand. The call is almost iconic as the shot itself. I mean, how many shots have there been in basketball history? And there's only one referred to as the shot. Ultimately, the significance of the shot can't be understated either. It was the start of what truly became one of the basketball dynasties. We're talking about the kind of dynasty you look back on. The kind that ends up on Mount Rushmore's of great teams. After all, this Bulls team ended up winning it all in 91, 92, and 93. And then again in 96, 97, and 98. They established the gold standard for the era. And ultimately, they created the next one. After winning all those championships, they passed on the baton to Shaq and Kobe. And then eventually, Duncan and Ginobili. And ultimately, to LeBron, Wade, Steph, and Clay. Before the era of the super team, before the modern day dynasty, there was one thing, a shot. The shot.
that does it for this week's episode of the Armchair Commentary. Again, if you've liked what you've heard on this podcast or any of my previous episodes, please don't forget to leave me a like, a follow, a subscribe. It is free to do and goes further and helps out more than you could possibly know. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Armchair Commentary on Instagram at Armchair Common 2 on Twitter. I am also on the ColorCast app, commenting on games and jumping into people's cast when I can at Armchair Host on the ColorCast app. Don't forget to check me out there. And last but not least, if you're checking me out on Spotify, if you're checking me out on Apple Podcasts, It would be a great honor to me if you could leave me a five-star review, maybe even tell me what I did good. If you're looking to find some different podcasts to listen to, my friend Anthony Abbott uh, has Down the Pub podcast with all your footy news. And if you're looking for something a little more light, a little more comedic in nature, check out my pal Stone Sports podcast. Uh, You won't be disappointed with either. Thank you so much for taking a walk down memory lane. It's been a blast. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.